A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we've got a crazy malicious compliance story about, I kid you not, decomposing fish. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, don't want to give me a parking pass? Okay, fine. This takes place in my first real career job at a large contractor. Details are intentionally left vague and names are fake. I took a job doing design slash CAD work at this company that designs, engineers, and builds large pieces of equipment. There are both union and non-union jobs at this company. My particular job fell into the unionized category. There are also two locations for this company close to each other, but separated by a 15 to 20 minute drive. This company operated a shuttle between the two locations because having to visit both sites was common. This is important later. My first day, I'm told to report to the west location at 7am, tell the guard it's my first day, and he'll contact my supervisor to come get me. The building is huge and confusing to new people, so this is regular practice. Over an hour later, the supervisor still doesn't come get me. Turns out he wasn't happy with getting a new person to fill his group's vacancy, so he decided to just ignore me. Context here, the products this company produces are large and complex. Onboarding, training, and getting up to speed in your role and product takes well over a year before most people actually output useful work. Management, unsure of what to do, assigns me to another random supervisor who has a vacancy in their group. This supervisor is based out of the East location. By the time this all gets worked out, I finally get to my new desk around noon. This is a good point for me to remind you that this job is union, hourly, and so far I've done nothing but sit in a lobby or drive between locations. Big foreshadowing hint here. Fast forward a few weeks, I'm now working in the east location doing required training, trying to learn the product, computer system, and process, but by far and away I'm doing nothing. The group was slammed with work, so having to show a new person how to do everything step by step was too big of a drain. While I tried to observe as much as I could and ask questions, nothing really ever got assigned to me. I would occasionally ask my boss for work, only to get assigned low-grade busy work like making sure past work was filed correctly. It always was. Lots of chit-chat happened in the cubicles during this time, which is how I realized I had nothing in common with any of the 12 to 15 co-workers or my boss. Not that we didn't get along, but they were all the sports, drinking, and going out type people, whereas I'm happy staying in and gaming all weekend. By the end of the first few months, I'm obviously the black sheep of the group. Between this and me asking for work all the time, crazy thing to do at work, right? My boss happily volunteers me for a six-week temporary assignment in the West location. I promise we'll get to the malicious compliance soon. More detail, the special project taking place was a cost analysis. They want a small group of three people to do a small part of a certain job so they can see the man hours and costs associated to extrapolate out whether or not they want to do this job at scale. It's very obvious to me at this point that my boss just wants me gone, since volunteering a new guy who hasn't done any real work yet makes no sense. Fast forwarding a bit, this job turns out to be wonderful. My coworkers are great, the West location is in a much newer, nicer building, and I actually get to do work in a software program I'm very proficient with, except for one huge glaring issue. I'm an employee at the East location in the corporate system since this is a temporary assignment. 
It means they can't assign me a desk or a parking pass for the west location because the system won't allow it. Amplifying info, this is a company-owned parking garage. You can't gain access without a pass, period. There is no paid parking or any other way to get in. This means I have to get in super early to get street parking and I don't have a permanent desk. Every morning starts with a tour to find someone's desk who's out sick, on vacation, etc. We're talking people's personalized desks, knickknacks, family photos, personal effects. This was super awkward for both me and the person who owned the desk. It got old very quickly. Some days I'd be working on the opposite side of the floor or even on a different floor from my group. Before y'all ask, why didn't you just sit at an empty desk? There were no empty desks. The company was in the middle of a hiring spree and brought in new employees before they knew where to put them. Cue malicious compliance. Remember I said I was in a union? I consult one of the union representatives about my situation to see if I'm working at the west location, they could do anything about getting me a desk or parking pass. Long story short, they can't because technically the company is providing a desk and parking. It doesn't specify whether or not it has to be in the building you work in. What is in the contract, however, is a stipulation that says employees must clock in and out on their designated work floor. This is in there because, before it was specified, people would clock in at the nearest time clock inside the front door and then take the elevator, stairs, or plain old get lost on their way to their desk while on the clock. On the way out, they would do the same thing, basically lining up at the time clock nearest to the door, ready to clock out, and immediately be out the door. Now, if you've been paying attention thus far, you'll remember I'm on a temporary assignment at the west location, from the east location in corporate system. I consult my boss in the west location about this, and I get a dismissive response of, I don't want you violating any union rules or company policy. Okay boss, you got it. To be clear, I was working temporarily under a different boss while west, but was technically in the system as working under east boss at east location. My normal west side morning routine was to get in at around 5.20am to get close street parking because I wasn't allowed a parking pass for the parking garage, browse my phone for a while, clock in for 6am on the dot, and work till 4pm. We had flexible schedules that allowed you to work 4 10 hour days, 4 days a week. Any guesses on how that changed? You got it. This loyal, non-rule breaking employee now showed up at the east location for 6 o'clock, clocked in, and walked right back out the door to catch the employee shuttle between locations. Now, there was a 6am bus from east to west, but I couldn't possibly be both at the time clock for 6am and outside getting on the bus at 6 o'clock, so I had to catch the 6.20. By the time I got to the west building and found a desk, it was normally 6.45ish. At the end of the day, I had to catch a shuttle going the other way too, since I was required to glock out on my designated floor on the east side, and that's where my car was parked. This meant catching a 3.20 bus to arrive around 3.45ish, just to twiddle my thumbs till 4 o'clock. The crazy part? Management didn't care. I explained how I was starting work 45 minutes later than usual just to get another dismissive passive response from my boss. The cost analysis job was poorly planned and ended up taking way longer than anyone guessed. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. When we hit the six-week mark, the original schedule for this job, there was still a ton of work to do. Instead of reassessing the situation and seeing if it was worth proceeding or not, you know, like maybe analyzing the cost of what was going on, management decided to approve overtime. Once again, I'll remind you, I'm union at this job. It's spelled out very clearly in the union handbook that anything after 40 hours a week is time and a half pay. Saturdays are also 1.5 times and Sundays are 2 times. Instead of working 4 10-hour days per week, it became 5 with the 5th day being a full 10-hour day of 1.5 times pay, all while riding the bus both ways on the clock. This lasted until around the 3-month point before management got really desperate. My temp boss was fed up with upper management wanting to know why this supposedly 6-week job was now stretching past 12 and why it was hemorrhaging money. Once again, instead of taking a step back and asking if the cost analysis job was proving to not be worth the cost, they cut expenses by cutting me. Remember way back I said it was a small group of three people? This job was only me, a woman we'll call Kate, and a guy we'll call Stan. Stan was actually the most senior person by job title in the group, but didn't know his butt from his elbow. Kate, meanwhile, was stuck attending status meetings and doing the final audit on our work, looking for any errors that would screw up manufacturing. Stan's work was sloppy, usually wrong, and required constant help with the CAD program we used. Now I'm all about giving everyone a chance, teaching them and helping them grow in any way I can. I was very proficient with the software and had learned the processes by now. Stan was different. 
nice person but was running a brain cell deficit worse than the U.S. government's budget. The project was now relying solely on Stan to produce all the remaining work. I get sent back to my original supervisor on the east side, losing my crazy bus riding money and very generous overtime pay. I wouldn't say I was bitter, but I'm sure we've all been there when someone worse at their job makes more money. There I was, back in my old desk, under my old boss, right back to not doing anything. He didn't have any work for me at that time, because while I was off in another location, work for his group slowed down and he truly didn't need me, or expect me to ever come back. Fast forward two weeks of twiddling my thumbs, catching up on the gossip with my old cubicle mates, I get a phone call. It's my recent ex-boss from the west side, in a panic, asking if I can come fix what Stan did. Sure, no problem, let me just hop on the shuttle and I'll be right over. Just have to check with my boss. Bonus points if you can guess if he cared or not. After three days of being right back to my bus riding, overtime collecting schedule, the west side boss asks for an honest one-on-one meeting about what Stan did. I put it plainly that I honestly had no idea. Drawings that were reviewed, digitally sealed and done, were suddenly back open with Stan being the last person to edit them without justification. 3D models for parts he made were a mess. Anyone who does CAD work for a living knows how bad it can be. Drawings had dimensions that were manually overridden because he couldn't get the model the right shape and size. GD and T errors everywhere. His work part by part looked fine, but when you tried to assemble them digitally, nothing fit together. In addition, if anyone actually tried to use his work to machine a part, it would be a nightmare. I get asked how long it will take to fix it all. Weeks? A month? I'm at a loss at this point because I didn't even discover everything that was screwed up yet. The supervisor went quiet and said thank you. Report back here to the west location tomorrow to continue work. Come tomorrow, Stan miraculously is transferred back to the group he was originally from. We were all temporarily assigned to this cost analysis job, and now it's just Kate and I on the project. Except now, to make up time, Saturdays and Sundays are approved for work. Cha-ching. To put the math in perspective, that's 40 hours Monday to Thursday, 10 hours of overtime on Friday, 10 hours of overtime on Saturday, and 6 hours double time on Sunday. The max the company would allow us to work. Some quick maths, 40 hours at standard rate plus 20 hours at 1.5 times, plus 6 hours at 2 times, That was a little over double my normal paycheck. I was young and single, so why not work 66 hours, 7 days a week? The cherry on top was 5 days a week. They were still having to let me ride the shuttle on the clock because they still wouldn't give me a west side desk or parking pass. Weekends were open parking in the garage, so I had that going for me, which is nice. Still hunting for an open desk every weekday, though. After a lot of discussion and more digging through Stan's screw-ups, we decided to have IT roll back all saved files he touched, since I was taken off the project. This meant essentially two weeks worth of Stan's work was undone with a few button clicks. To say our boss was pissed would be an understatement, but it was agreed on by all parties as the most cost-effective solution. Hooray! We finally considered cost during a cost analysis! This ended up stretching on for another three months, or about six months total before it finally wrapped up. I never heard any results or updates from the project afterwards. 
I'm assuming upper management tried to bury it as quickly and deeply as possible. I ended up transferring departments in the West location after becoming friends with a different supervisor and him happily absorbing me into his group. For anyone who made it this far, yes, it finally meant I was in the system as a Westside employee. It was the most glorious day when I finally got my darn parking pass and my own darn desk assigned to me on the west side. The cherry on top was instead of going back to the previous boss who had no work for me, I got to keep working a full fifth day of overtime at 1.5 times pay on the west side because my new group was very busy. I mean, depending on how you are as a person, some would say that having all that time on the shuttle would be a huge plus. You know, break out your phone, put on some YouTube, Sounds like a chill enough time. That said, our next story is, wait one moment. No, I will not. I work at a pet store. This story happened a year or so ago. One of the opening the store routines is to scoop out any deceased fish that died overnight. We then bring them to the back to put in a freezer. I had just finished scooping deads and saw that another worker had left the previous day's dead fish in the sink still. So I begin to bring the bags off of the sales floor, since they reek of decomposing fish. As I walked to the back, a customer stopped me and asked me to explain some pet foods to her. I said, sure, just give me a moment. And before I even finished saying moment, she immediately says, no, I will not give you a moment. I just stared at her in shock. I tried to explain that we will both suffer from this but she kept interrupting every time I tried to speak. Eventually, after explaining some cat foods to her, she seems to notice the smell. She goes, what on earth is that smell? And I raise my hand that has the decomposing fish. She asked me why I was holding that and I said, well, I asked you to give me a moment, but you said no. She sort of laughed and said, go, get that away from me. Not the craziest story, but I think it counts as malicious compliance. The only thing that would have made this better is if OP was like, here, let me show you some of the cat food and handed her the bag while going and like picking up some of the cat food. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.